Welcome to Find the Good, a podcast focused on helping us to find the good in our lives despite the chaos and the challenges. Today, I'm going to talk sports, but I don't consider myself a sports expert. But what I do consider myself is somebody who's been very focused on studying how we overcome and what it takes for us to rise up. Specifically speaking, athletes and teams are very interesting to study because when you look at a sport, you know, it really can be just the smallest difference between who wins a game, who wins a meet, who wins whatever it is that they're going for, and who comes in second. And oftentimes people don't remember the second, they remember the first. But, you know, in track, it can be less than a second difference between gold and nothing. So how is it that there are some people that can rise up, or what is it that allows for us to make those changes or that difference in our lives, in our mindset, in our sports, in our play, in our actions, in our performance, in order to drive us to that level. Well, so I wanted to take a comparison today and look at Nick Foles versus Tom Brady and really understand how Nick was able to lead his team to be the Super Bowl champs. And so, by the way, just as another preface, I don't believe that any one person wins a team sport. You know, so oftentimes Tom Brady is associated with winning for the Patriots. And in this case, Nick Foles is going to be associated as Super Bowl MVP as winning the game with the Eagles. But we all know that it's a team effort. And while they performed amazingly uh, as individuals, it was the whole team coming together. If any one player had made a different play at any point in time, the game could have changed. So just putting that out there to begin with. So now let me get into this comparison and really talk about what it is that allows us and, and looking at Nick and looking at Tom, and I'm going to go first name basis here, although I don't know either of them personally. Um, but, uh, and looking at what it was that maybe gave Nick that, that leg up during the Super Bowl, allowed him to carry that team forward and overcome because the Patriots were expected to win. They came in well-seasoned, well-groomed. They knew this already. They've been there, done that. Tom Brady has over and over again overcome adversity. He's overcome being uh, down in the last quarter or being down in the last half and, and bringing the team back. He's kept his mindset about him. He carries himself with this grace. And, you know, honestly, when I look at Tom Brady, sometimes I, I consider that he is like the golden child, right? He seems to live this life that I'm sure he has his struggles, but, you know, whatever he touches turns to gold. He, he's carried the Patriots, and, and they've had such winning seasons since he's been a part of them. He has this amazingly beautiful wife, uh, uh, international supermodel. They have these beautiful, gorgeous children that they say are their everything. They seem to... Um, you have wonderful friends and social life, and when you see them, they don't necessarily seem like they get caught up in some of the, the negative or nasty headlines uh, socially that maybe other well-known couples do. And so I would say that, in general, this, this guy walks onto the team already, uh, onto the field, already a winner. So a lot of people felt that with his strength, his background, with, with the team being there and having done it many times before, they already knew how to win, that this was going to be a sure thing. In fact, experts said that they were coming in a 9-2 advantage. So they're already seven points up when they started the game. And if you look at the stats throughout the entire game, Brady set a new record for passing. And the Patriots, as a team, set 17, 17, 17 new Super Bowl records in one game. If you compared the stats side by side between the Patriots and the Eagles, you would have guessed that if you didn't know who won, you would have said the Patriots, because almost on every metric that they measure, they outperformed. So how is it that in setting 17 new records with the quarterback throwing more than any quarterback has thrown in any Super Bowl, and with all the metrics being up, how is it that the Eagles still came ahead and won. 
So I'm going to break down a little bit about looking into Nick today and understand what it is that he may have brought to the field that maybe added that sparkle, that magic, that thing, that thing that we don't know sometimes where it comes from. I always used to say it was such a joy back in, in, in his day when Tiger Woods played golf. He had that thing. And I know Tiger's been coming back recently, and, and I know we want to see him just shine again the way he has, but he had that thing that when you watched him, it was almost mesmerizing. Whether you loved him or hated him, to watch him play golf was almost a gift because he just had that thing. And so I want to talk about how did, how did Nick find that thing last night that allowed him to shine and to, in the moments of, of challenge, in the moments of questioning, in the moments that it mattered, that he rose up. How did he find that? So first of all, let me give you a little bit of background on Nick, for those of you who don't know, and I'll just be a quick background here. But So he started at Michigan, he transferred to Arizona, and he's playing ball in school because he wanted a little bit more opportunity to play. But since then, it seemed like he had, when he when he went out into the NFL, it seems as if he couldn't really cut his break. He did get drafted by the Eagles to start off with, which is kind of ironic because then he went over to the Chiefs and the Rams, and you know he just couldn't find his way. He, he just didn't feel he was playing at the level he could be playing. He thought he had way more potential than what he was doing. And so... In 2016, he got released by the Rams, and it was during that time that he really questioned if this is where he was meant to go. In fact, they talk about he considered retirement, and uh, I'll talk in a little bit about what happened during that time, but that was a really important moment for him. In fact, I believe that that, that moment when he considered retirement and made a different decision may have been one of the things that led him to be successful on this, uh, in the Super Bowl. But, so... Then when he got pulled back, so he did decide to keep going and not to retire, and he did get drafted back or pulled into uh, playing for the Eagles again, and he was just back up, though. He wasn't the star. He was back up. So he played this whole season now as backup, and it wasn't until late in the season when Carson Wentz, the, the star quarterback, got injured. And they had already been well on their way to the Super Bowl. And they, they sealed that deal and got into the Super Bowl. But here was a guy who his whole career has been floundering, thought about retiring, wasn't sure if he could ever get his break. And now he's on the backup, and he gets put into the game to lead the team in the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year. Imagine how that would feel. Well, that, again, is another reason why I think he was able to take the team to victory. So... I'm going to give you three things that I think that not only Nick had that allowed him to overcome and to be a part of the winning team and to take his team to victory, but also these things may be things that you could take in your life and apply. Because again, as I talked about at the beginning, I'm very interested in how do we take ourselves, whether we're an individual playing a sport, a team, or whether we're in our just game of life, we're trying to be our best at our job, trying to be our best as a parent or as a significant other or as a friend. How do we rise up and really meet ourselves where we know we have the potential to be? So the first thing is that in Nick's moment of struggle, back in 2016, where he just really questioned himself, he questioned if this was what he was meant to do. What he says he did was pray. He prayed about it. Now, I'm not uh, necessarily encouraging you to find the same path that he did, but what I'm encouraging you to do is know that he had someone or something that he believed in that he felt uh, helped give him guidance. So 
I identify with that because at times, you know, when I'm struggling, I will find myself in heavy prayer, trying to connect with my God and, and find direction and guidance. So whatever that is for you though, whether it is God, your version of God, which may be different than mine, uh, whether it's a higher power, a belief, an energy system, whatever it is, maybe it's somebody that you respect, a mentor, but something where you seek your guidance from. He found faith. He found his faith and he believed in it and he believed with all of his heart and he listened to it. So we all have ways that guide us. And maybe if you don't have that right now, it, it could be a, a good place to start. Because without faith, I believe that we don't have anything that gives us hope. But when we have something that we believe in and that we can go to and seek guidance and support uh, when we're struggling, that is really important. So he found his faith. He found his connection. He found his answers when he went to the place that he trusted in his life. So I challenge you to find the people, find the strength, find your version of your faith for you. And let that be something that guides you, your rock, your drive. Because it's really easy when we're struggling, when we're floundering, when we feel like life is coming up short for us time and time and time again, to sort of forget. We don't seek out support. We don't seek out our, our faith. We, some of us actually stop believing in our faith or we stop believing in the things that we used to believe in. Because it's easy to believe in those things when life is good. Because it feels like life is on our side, right? Of course, of course I believe that there's a faith out there to, to follow because it's handing me all these wonderful gifts. But in the moments where it feels like we're falling on our face and we don't understand how our lives could be put this way and why would, if there was a faith, how could it really drive us there? Those are the times that we got to dig deep and we got to get present with, with whatever it is that we believe in. And not forget that life is not about having this perfect pathway Life is not about who can have the smoothest road, but it is about believing and finding strength and help asking people for help and over and over again, you know, falling down and getting back up again and learning that new strength and learning that new power and helping others to do the same. And that is what it is all about. And I believe that that, that that is something that helped Nick because he had been falling down and he had to find that strength to get back up again and he fell again and he got back up again and he felt like, I don't know if this is ever going to work out, but I have to believe it's going to because I believe that this was planted in my heart and this is what I'm supposed to do and this is what my God is telling me to do. This is what my faith is telling me to do. This is what my family is telling me to do. They are believing in me. I have to believe in myself and that's what he found and that's what you must find too in your own way, in your own authentic way for what resonates in your life. That is what you must do. <clears throat> the second, and I love this quote I'm going to start off with, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And I love that because that means that we cannot wait to start working on something when it happens. If I want to go out and be a motivational speaker on the biggest stages in the world, I can't wait to practice speaking until I get the chance to stand on the biggest stage. I got to practice everywhere I can go. I got to practice standing on the sidewalks sharing my message with people. I got to practice on podcasts. I got to practice by sharing my messages with the world in every way in rotary clubs and book clubs and sewing clubs and any club I can get to get that practice so that the moment that that opportunity and that door opens, I have been pra so well practiced that I get on that stage as if I was meant to be there. And the same is true with this. So Nick practiced and practiced over and over again, even though he had moments of doubt and questioning of himself, he kept going back, getting on that field, practicing, running the plays, thinking about if ever, if ever I get into that space. He was the backup quarterback, which means he didn't really play that much, but he still practiced as if that one moment that he may get one play on the field, he would make that play count. And he practiced over and over and over again. He practiced his whole life believing that the opportunity could come. 
and you must do the same. You can't wait. The opportunity is on its way for you. Prepare as if it's coming. Because if you don't, it will pass you by. You have to be already running when the door opens. And Nick was running. He had been running on a treadmill for a long time. And the moment the door opened and Carson Wentz uh, got injured and Nick got his opportunity to open that door and, and play and lead the Eagles and go into the Super Bowl and lead them to victory against a team in which he was expected to lose against. He was ready mentally, physically, spiritually. He had prepared himself for that moment to shine. And that is what you must do. And that is what makes a difference with athletes, with people in life. It is those who have already imagined that this moment's going to happen and I am going to be successful in it. If the brain has already imagined that this is a possibility, it doesn't have such an awkward time when it gets there. But if we've never imagined that this could be a possibility and we get right in front of that opportunity, our brain starts to question everything about it. I don't know if I can do it. I'm not sure. But if you've already been there in your mind and said, I can do this and I just want it and I'm waiting for it and the minute it is here, I'm going to take it. The brain knows and it says, let's go. Let's do this. This is what you've been waiting on. I'm ready. You've got to get your mind, your body, your heart, your soul, your spirituality, your emotions, everything in check with what you want and ready. So when your door opens, you're there. That's what Nick did. He practiced as if he knew it was already on the way. There's a, a, a quote uh, that I've heard many different people uh, say and get attributed by it, but live as if life is rigged in your favor. Re most recently, I've heard Ariana Huffington say this, but live as if life is rigged in your favor, that it's already on the way. It may not feel like that right now. Where you are may seem so far away from that, but you've got to put those, that, that uh, action in motion to believe it is already on the way. And the last thing, the last thing is that Nick said that during the game, when they asked him what it was that allowed him to be successful, what it was that allowed him to carry himself through that game, he said that he stayed present he said that that is really his secret in that game. He stayed present in what he was doing. He didn't let distractions come up. He didn't let uh, questions. He didn't start questioning himself. He really stayed present in the moment with what he needed to do. And there was a very special play in which he scored a touchdown in, which they'll call one of the probably greatest plays of the game. It was a really uh, fun, fun play to watch. But it was a unique play. And I'm sure that he had practiced it over and over and over again. But truly, that was one moment in time where they had to stay completely connected and present with what they did. And I want us to think about in our lives how often we're headed in a direction that we want, but perhaps we get off track. Perhaps we get distracted. Perhaps life takes us in 20 different directions. In fact, I work with uh, individuals and coach them often. And one of the most common things I hear them tell me is, oh, I had all the goals we talked about that I was ready to do this week, but every day something came up. Every day I got distracted. Every day. And they didn't get to anything they wanted to do. They just kind of kept their head barely above water. I don't want you to tread water. I want you to be swimming an all-out sprint, race, journey, marathon of your life, whatever it is. I want you to be in it, and I want you to have head above that water, and I want you to be moving fast and, and furious towards your goals and know that they are on the way. But that means you got to stay focused on what you want. you got to, to think about saying no so that you don't get distracted. you got to be aware of the distractions in your life, the things that take you away from the things you want. you got to keep your eyes on the prize. Uh, multitasking, really, we used to think that multitasking was this really great thing that allowed us to be uber efficient in our lives. They actually say multitasking is what really takes us away from our key uh, focuses in our lives because it, it pulls us in 10 different directions. Everything we do is not as good and we make a lot of errors and it takes us a lot more time. Really focus and be present. Be clear on what you want. 
And one of the ways we can do this is by practicing it through things like meditation. Now, for those of you who practice meditation, you may already know that this is true. Uh, it really helps us to train our brain to really stay focused on the things that we want it to stay focused on. But for those of you who've never tried meditation, my guess is from what I hear when people tell me they don't try it, it's because that they get too, too antsy. They sit there, they feel like they're wasting their time, they feel like they're doing nothing, they get distracted, they get frustrated, that's boring, whatever it is. These are all the things I hear and I get it because I've been there because I felt the same way at my t- in my life too. So I had to put a meaning behind meditation. I had to put a why. Why Why am I doing this? I I don't understand. I'm just sitting here. But what you're doing is you're trying to focus on clearing the mind, training the brain to focus. Because if you can train your brain to focus when you're just sitting without distraction or with few distractions, and you can train your brain to ignore those distractions or to let them just pass you by, when life starts to offer you bigger distractions, you've already trained the brain in these smaller ways how to avoid them, how to just let them pass you by, and really stay focused on the things in your life you want. And I would guess that Nick has, although I didn't read this anywhere, I would guess that he has a meditation practice. He is able to be mindful with where he is and what he's doing. Staying present and focused and mindful are really key, really key to being present and powerful in a moment and getting what you want out of that moment. Now, so those are the three things. Asking for help, relying on your faith, relying on the things that give you strength and give you hope and give you that reason to keep going even when it's hard. Preparing for when the door opens. Being ready to run through that door and staying present and focused and mindful avoiding our distractions or letting them pass us by without putting meaning into them, being really present in our lives with our family, with our friends, with our goals, with our focus, with our work, with whatever it is that we have, being present and giving ourselves that luxury, that honor, instead of being all scattered. So I also said that I was going to contrast a bit of Tom Brady. I've already talked to you a little about about him, how I've kind of named him the, the golden child that, that seems like good things always just happen to him. And, and by the way, I'm sure that in his life, he has had many a struggle. Although it does seem that in the media, it's really easy to look at him and see that he has it all. But the thing that I know about Tom Brady is I know that the Super Bowl loss crushed him. And I'm sure that it will take him a little while to process it. He is somebody who's such a perfectionist or such a someone who he doesn't, he, he, he is so successful all the time. And, and this may be something that you identify with. Maybe you're someone who life just has worked out for you and, and you've been really successful and you've worked really, really hard and, and, and things have gone your way and all of a sudden something doesn't. Sometimes that is one of the hardest lessons because you're not used to it. And so it is in those moments, though, that we have to dig deep. And we get put through struggles every now and again because they make us better. They make us rise up more. Have no question, Tom Brady will rise up and be even more strong, powerful, and better because of this loss. It it may or may not be on the field of football. It may be somewhere else. It may be that he chooses uh, different directions in his life that allows him to inspire and educate others about when you fall, when you have a challenge. But he is going to take this, and he will do really great things with it. So in life, oftentimes we're given a struggle or we're given a disappointment, not because we're being punished or not because we weren't good enough, because a part of our journey isn't always just to tell the good story. Sometimes a part of our journey is to tell the story about how it was hard and how we still overcame. So have no question, Tom Brady will rise up. This is just a moment in time. His stepping stone just went in a different direction than he'd hoped, but uh, he will rise up. And we're so, so excited for uh, the world of sports in, in showing such positive, positive uh, sporting and, and rising up and overcoming and, and, and the underdog sort of winning. So when we look at these lessons today, here's what I want you to think about. Being the MVP in your life. 
that means you're making the decisions, you're making the call, you're believing in yourself, you're creating the opportunities for that when that door opens that you're going to run through it and you're going to be ready. You're going to have that mindset about you that's going to keep you focused on the prize and not get distracted or angry or frustrated or disappointed in your life, but you're just going to keep going. And if you can do that, you're not only going to win at whatever it is that you're doing, and I don't really mean against other people, I just mean win in being who you want to be and who you want to be when no one's looking. But also go after the goals and be proud of them and be proud of who you are along their journey way. Here's to you being the MVP in your life.